Welcome to the Zadzooks Happy Hour, a podcast exploring the latest in film, TV, games, toys, and more. And now, somewhere in a secret bunker outside of Washington, D.C., here are your hosts, 30-year veteran of pop culture and entertainment news for the Washington Times, Joseph Zadkowski, and pop culture, technology, and space aficionado, Todd Stowell. Hey, how's it going, Joe? How are you? <laughs> nice countdown. Thanks, man. That's, that's so professional. I well, appreciate I it. I, I didn't want to I start with five. It. it takes too long. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, still enjoying your setup, are you? Oh, my goodness. Yes, because I'm sitting in my um, entertainment center now watching the football game while I'm talking to you. So, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. So, at any lap- time, I can just ignore you. It's perfect. What a lousy game it is so far. <clears throat> it's zero to zero. That's my point. It's a lousy game so far. Yeah, well. Uh, so much to talk about. Should we just get right into it? Oh, I I think we got to spend the, the the lion's share of this on on your um your baby. Oh, your franchise. My 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 franchise, which finally did me right. It seems. Maybe. Yes. I I let's, don't. Yeah. Let's talk about Ghostbusters Afterlife and the okay. first trailer that dropped. What did you think of it? I was very satisfied with it. I'm, but I'm more of a casual fan than. Uh, I immediately went to YouTube and started looking at all these hardcore fans. They seem pretty pleased with it, except for some people completely griping about that it's the Kids. Stranger Things versions of Ghostbusters. Who cares? I mean, the thing is, is that when Stranger Things season two, they did that whole thing where they all dressed up as Ghostbusters. You could see that inevitably that could turn. So I'm not terribly surprised. Um, So after watching the trailer and sort of reading up on it a little bit, I have a pretty good idea of what the premise of the film is going to be, which is. Tell us. Tell us. All right. So what you know is that uh, there is a single mom with two kids who is basically broke and. Right is left uh, a dilapidated farmhouse in the middle of nowhere um, as her inheritance. And what they don't <clears throat> specifically say, although what is very clear, is that that would be the home of Egon Spengler, our only right. departed Ghostbuster slash actor Harold Ramis. The researcher. The researcher. The nerd. Hard. Yeah, the guy who built all the weapons, the storage facility, pretty much did the bulk of all the technology of Ghostbusters. So what's what they stumble upon? These two kids stumble upon one of them being one of the kids from Stranger Things, um, who is also in it, Finn Wolfhard, um, is a series of Ghostbusters tools and equipment, one being a ghost trap. Um, another way you can tell it's Egon's house is that there's a giant collection of spores, molds, and fungus, which is a callback <laughs> to the original film. Yep. Uh, there are proton packs sitting around, yep. uh, in, in a secret room and eventually somehow, uh, Finn Wolfhard's character makes it out to the farm where there is a rusted out Ecto one. And yes. he is supposedly a tool head gear head, if you will. And he manages to get the car running. Um, you are introduced to a gunner seat, 
which is obviously something new that was in the car with a proton but pack. I heard it was in it was seen in the cartoons. Yeah, there's a gunner seat in the cartoons. Um, which is cool. <clears throat> there's a lot of people who are griping about what happened to Ecto 1A where in the second film where it's, you know, got it's lit up like a Christmas tree. <clears throat> and right. um don't know. Um and there is a scene where the the younger sister is riding in said seat and is uh, they're driving down the road and they're shooting at a ghost and the car skids right. to a stop and it goes, it cuts to Ghostbusters afterlife. So apparently what she is shooting at is Slimer. Apparently Slimer is hanging around Egon's old house. So Slimer will okay. make an appearance. There appears to be in the trailer, a terror dog. Um, at some point you, you, you don't, you see a foot and you hear a growl and uh this the the used car no the mine the, the, the mine, mine shaft, shaft is shandor mines owned right okay what does that so mean? evo shandor is the guy who essentially built the apartment building in central park west that stay puff marshmallow man climbs and That's he's right. a big cult guy and does like sacrificial like religious things on top of the building and so one would argue that now they're at now apparently egon moved there to be close to the source of this iron ore that you know ultimately created this conduit to another another world right a gozer worshiper. right and it is possible that gozer makes a return um, so you're not left with a whole lot. You do not see the original three remaining Ghostbusters, although all three have confirmed they are returning. And you, you mentioned that, that the costumes were in the closet, the original jumpsuits. The original jumpsuits were in the closet, and the one that's in the front says Spangler. So it's yeah. very clear that they're the family of Egon Spangler. Um, right. There's a lot of other little like nuggets here and there. Um I know that uh, Jason Reitman, who's directing this, has made it very clear that they're going back to the old school ways of doing the um, the special effects and not doing it very CGI heavy. And you could kind right. of see that a little bit in what they had done. Um, I think the the consensus of people who saw it was that this was Sony's attempt at erasing the 2016 film. Uh, there was a lot of chatter on YouTube about uh, once again, complaining about the 2016 yes. film and how, yeah, it's been totally obliterated by this film. Well, like it never, I happened. mean, that's the thing that, that, I mean, if you look at star Wars and they were going to do seven, eight and nine, it's not like they did their own take on it there. You know, they've got the original cast. They're, they're doing it the right, right way. The 2016 right. reboot was just done wrong. Just, I mean, we can get into as much as we want. It was just right. a bad story and it wasn't a passing of the torch, if you will, or anything like that. No. That's what this film is. This is really what the fans have had asked for. Um, so, We'll see. Um, Sigourney Weaver is returning in it as well as Andy Potts. So, you know, the only person who is not returning is Rick Moranis. 
but apparently as far as we know uh, no i think it's confirmed that he did not he did not really? he just said i've done and said all i needed to say in those two films and i'm not interested which is fine um right. well it's too bad because i i also watched a little bit of a bio on what happened uh to him rick moranis and he, you know he just became a family his wife passed and he decided he was going to take care of his kids and that was well, the yeah he it. just and he, he did and he really didn't need any of this well, he just said he didn't miss it anymore i think he right. did do something recently didn't he he said they did a he did a lot of voiceover cartoon right. work, which I mean you can kind of do anywhere. So you just go into a sound right. studio and you're good to go. So so that's what you have. Um, it'll be interesting to see when they do a second cut. Would you care to speculate on what's going to be happening? I mean, is is um, the Bill Murray character going to be married to Dana still? Ooh, Barrett? That's a good uh, question. I uh, the bigger or, thing is 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 Annie Potts. Is she the mom? Right? Is she the you know? Is she the grandmother to these two yeah. kids? And and are and is she, was she and Egon together? Because that was certainly alluded to in the first film. Although in the second film, not so much. Um. Right. I would suspect that he moved, you know, he moved to this place to keep an eye on things. And in some way, shape or form, it's going to require the the remaining Ghostbusters to come back and sort of help deal with this crisis that's coming on once and for all. If I had to put a bet on it, I would suspect they kill off Venkman like Murray has always wanted. And just and right. somehow do it in a way where, you know, if I do this, then, you know, I'm saving the world or something like that. It's hard to say. I mean, if he's with Dana Barrett, who knows how they all show up at this place? Also unknown. But I do like how they said it's been 30 years since um, anyone has seen a ghost sighting, which, you know, that's pretty accurate. Right. Actually, the last the last right. film was yeah. in 89. So. Right. As people pointed out to like 30 years. Hmm. Interesting. What happened to the 2016 movie? So again, you kind of get back into the hating of that, but, um, you know, it's as hopeful as I can be in a trailer. Um, there is nothing cooler than seeing that old Ecto one. Um, yeah, I had some chills. I definitely had some chills it's, watching it's, that it, thing. And I think Paul, I think Paul Rudd was a really good casting choice. A yep. good safe. Uh, he's a funny guy. Uh, he knows how to play, play in the, play in the universe, a, a crazy universe like that being, um, being Ant-Man. So if it's called Ghostbusters Afterlife, what do you think? I know that they did pull dailies, um, and got some really good footage out of it. You think that, that there will be, uh, some sort of, a uh, a, a ghost version of Egon that will show up? Ooh, that would be fun. I would, I would suspect it? that he won't say anything, but you will see him from a distance. If I had, I mean, right. Interestingly, in other countries, it translates to Ghostbusters Legacy. That's right. That's right. And there was another scene shown only internationally, which didn't really no. do anything other than you got a chance to see the um, proton oh, pack. So the big, <laughs> yeah. So in the German trailer, the, the girl is 
trying to figure out how to fire the proton pack. And now there's this big to do about right. how how can a little kid carry around an 80 pound proton pack? And right. it's like, oh, well, maybe Egon, you know, minimized it. Who knows? But um, seeing the original, seeing the original <laughs> equipment, seeing Jesus. that ghost trap, that PKE meter. And when that car, when that garage door opens, just like in the very first movie, and you see Ecto-1 and right. that car comes out. I mean, that's what you want. You don't want to see anything else but yeah. Ecto-1. And really, that car is such a huge character in that first movie. I mean, it really is almost in some ways right. the fifth Ghostbuster. So when you see that car come out, now granted, it's not the real car. They made one specifically for this film. Um, but to see that come out and then to see them with the old equipment all sort of beat up and rusted out that's no this is, yeah i think the next trailer's got a hint at one of the main characters well i mean right? they did kind of like kind of like what star wars did when uh when han solo showed up in the, in the millennium falcon right, for right. a second well i mean you did hear bill murray's voice well he goes Where? call it fate call it luck call it karma i believe everything happens for a reason I yeah, he's, catch he's talk. It's That's his good. voice from the original film. But my understanding is, is they found gold when they pulled these dailies. So they did show a little bit of it because I know like Paul Rudd's character is showing these kids. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. like live TV time, footage right. of what happened in New York. Right. Um, and that's right. sort of it looks a little different than the than the actual movie version. So. um yeah, I mean, it's it's all I can hope for, I guess. As a true fan of the Ghostbusters franchise, minus the 2016 version, it's all I can ask for. So, okay, you and I are going on the 20th of of, of July. I'll, <laughs> I'll. I never go to a movie dude, the I'll week be it there. comes out. I know yeah, you're going to be probably going to go opening day. Yeah, of course. Uh, this is like this. this if, is it. if if this doesn't work, this this is it. There's no there's there's no it's more. It. There's, there's no, no way no more. Back. There's no more Ghostbusters if this doesn't work. So, all um, right. So we had another movie that came good. out that um, takes place in the eighties, um, and that is Wonder Woman eighty four. Right. I invested nothing in that. I was so happy with the Ghostbusters thing. I could care less about Wonder Woman. So you can walk us through that one, too, because I have no I, idea. Other than the fact that Kristen Wiig's in it and she's supposed to be Cheetah, but they don't show her being Cheetah. I don't know so, what that means. Yeah, there's a lot that's like unclear. They shot it in at the Landmark Mall in, what is it? Like, where is that in D.C.? It's like, oh, I don't know. But that's right. Like they did Tyson's Corner or something like that. I don't know. Uh they shot it all over the place in DC. Um, you have no idea how Chris Pine's char- com- character comes, comes back. back other than you assume he was cloned and that somehow his cloning right. is being used against her or she has to do something that she doesn't want to do. Um, but I have no idea. I mean, it looked visually very cool. Um, yeah, but uh, you know, I, I don't think that there's a lot that you can really say about it other than, okay. It, it didn't. Yeah. But it didn't capture me. You know what I mean? And the moment I saw the Ghostbusters thing, I was like, 
I'm in. You know what I mean? It took seconds. Well, and what was so shocking for me about both films is they immediately shot to number one and number two on trending, except Ghostbusters stayed for like three days at number one. And yeah. I think Wonder Woman was still in the top ten trending, but kind of dropped pretty quickly. Um, right. Yeah, there just wasn't a lot revealed. I mean, <laughs> Kristen Wiig is, is just, I don't know, man. I, I don't see, I'm sorry, I don't see her as a villain. We'll see how she does, but whatever. I'm cons- she's too, she's too recognizable for these frenetic, crazy comedy characters she does on SNL right now. So I'm sure she can pull it off. I'm sure, you know, comedy's a lot harder than drama. Uh, yeah, but here's we'll the see. thing. She was so good in Bridesmaids, which was, I know it was a comedy, but it was a ridiculous yeah, but, it, but like there was a fair amount of seriousness to it. And I mean, she yeah. was really good in Skeleton Twins. Did you ever see that? Her and Bill Hader. No, yeah, Bill Hader. That was really good. Honestly, I, I know she's hilarious. I really do. And I really don't think it's her. I think it's just like these roles are being written for her. And it's like there's no winning. You know, I just think right. like at some point, right. do what Bill Hader's doing. Like Barry, I know is technically a comedy but not real it's pretty dark so go that route right but yeah i don't know dark i don't know so i you know i will see it i think it's gonna be just as good but there wasn't really a whole lot um that was that was told in the trailer that you really made me excited to see it i just don't there wasn't enough it seemed almost like it was a teaser trailer and not a full trailer. Right. And of course, speaking of trailers, um, rise of Skywalker is just pummeling you night and day. Now I got a feeling this film's in. I'm concerned. Big time. I can't believe how many trailers cut recut where they're just, they keep giving away little stuff. I mean, the other day I saw, a scene with Kylo Ren descending into Palpatine's cave or wherever the hell he's hanging out, which, you know, they're giving away uh, uh, chunks of this movie over and over again. I, I, I really think it's going to like explode week one and then completely collapse. So week two. Do, we ha- do we have a sense? We'll is, is this the longest? This is supposed to be the longest star Wars, right? Uh, I, yeah, I think it's going to be the longest. I'm, I'm Star very Wars. concerned for it. Uh, I don't think it's going to. I think it's going to be just like episode. What is it now? Uh, six. That no one really liked. Which well, one was so, six? So, oh, wait, wait. Yeah, when, one, so two, three. It was Empire, Return of the Jedi, and then the one after that. It was uh Return of the Jedi would have been six. Okay, it's the one. Yes, well, the Ewoks. Yeah, that's well, six. I yeah. have a feeling this one might have the same fate. And this is it, right? This is supposedly the last telling of the Skywalkers, yeah. of the Skywalker mm-hmm. saga, right? It's 142 minutes, so that's a long movie. Not any longer than uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but I and is <clears throat> which is clocking and, in. And JJ Abrams directed this one, right? Yes. Uh, we'll see, but 
uh, you will have a very hard time not seeing a trailer for this movie in the next yeah, you five know what days. I think, the, I think the first film, did, did they only have like two trailers and it was really just to kind of like tickle you a little bit with a feather and get you excited for it? Yeah. Man. Oh, by the way, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood clocked in at 161 minutes and Rise of Skywalker's only a, a paltry 142. Yeah, yeah I my and, and you know part of it is, is is that this is coming off of the sort of the major uh negative comments on the Mandalorian. So it's like I Oh, wait a minute. I thought they were positive. I don't know, man. Everybody I talk to says they hate it. Ooh, even Baby Yoda. I got the impression from multiple people I talked to that it was a good series, but then I I'm reading that like the the last three or four episodes really kind of stalled. Possible. So, I don't know. I just my kid watched two yeah, episodes and was like, "This is not very good." Ah, okay. And I'm just not paying for Disney yeah. Plus, so. Yep. We'll see. So I don't know. I think it's you know inevitably it's going to be it's it opens what right around Christmas. So it opens yeah, up so next it's week. Be huge. I mean, it'll be it'll carry through yeah. New Year's and yeah. then. I'm guessing Thursday nights to start. Probably we'll see. Five days, yeah. Um, so another transition is I finished the second season of Star Trek Discovery. Did you watch no. that? Uh, I, it 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 was an amazing event again. I'm telling you, if you're a Star Trek fan, you've got to oh, get dude. into this series. You cannot believe I'm, how great it is. I want so badly to watch these things as they come out, but I'm not shelling out money for CBS All Access. Right. No, I agree. I'm watching it on Blu-ray. It looks fantastic. And there is this the entire season had Captain right. Pike in it. Which, if you're a Star Trek fan, you know, you are kind of been waiting for, for kind of his story. And they flesh that out a well, lot. I mean, I'm sure it was been told in novelizations and some other places, but it is. The actor who portrays Captain Pike is freaking Well, but great. I thought they did a good job with the first two, like, Star Trek reboots focusing more on Pike. Oh, I I agree. I agree. But this yeah, is like I mean, this is like you his know, very beginnings. And and I believe the Enterprise is of it is around, right? Yes. Yes. Right. He's on it. And then he moves over to the Discovery, which is the uh the other ship in, in this in right. this universe uh story narrative. And then he you know, it's it's just great. I'm telling you, I, I don't want to give a lot away, but the moment that you get to see uh, kind of how Captain Pike gets to that position in the original Star Trek series, where he's in that funky box with his head yep. popping out of it, it's pretty cool. Well, That's all I'm I really want to see Picard, but. Me too. And I bet you it's going to be really good because they got all yeah. the people coming yeah. back. It's going right? to be great. It's going to be wonderful. But I'm still not paying the money for CBS All Access. <laughs> Right for one for one show, for one I, show. You know, right. Put it on iTunes. I'll I'll buy the series. I don't care. Like I'll I am more than happy to yeah. buy a season pass. Yeah. I have no problem doing that. No, I know you yeah. are. Absolutely. I mean, I did that with Rick and Morty. You know why would I not? Yep. If it's a show I really want to watch, I'll buy right. a season pass. It's cheaper to do that than it is to subscribe right. to these things half the time. So whatever. Right. All right. You want to take a break since we're now at the twenty-three minute mark, right. and then when we come. Yeah. Back, 
when we we'll come finish back. up. Let's just finish up with Once Upon yeah, a Time. Yeah, and I'll talk very briefly about 600 Round because I don't have a whole lot of nice things to say about it. So, uh, okay. All right, we'll take a break and, and we'll sit here in silence for a minute and then we'll come back. What was that? Oh, you're giving away the magic. <laughs> don't do that. We'll be back. Community's Digital News, built by the writers and editors that deliver the news 24 hours a day. Visit comdiginews.com, that's C-O-M-M-D-I-G-I news.com, and support the next evolution in news. All right, we're back. Boy, these delays are really, really stressful, so... Quentin Exhausting. Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I kind of went in this film not wanting to like and, it. And you lo- I figured I was like, I'm kind of tired of this it. guy. And his, uh, it, yeah, it took a while. I got to tell you, it did take a while. There's nothing more satisfying than seeing villains get their, their due. I'll just put it that way without. No, I'm going to, I'm going to do, I'm going to ruin one part of it because we have to talk about it. The flamethrower. How yeah? How wonderful! Of course. When she- that was great. I mean, all you need to know about this movie is there's a an aging Hollywood actor named Rick Dalton, played by uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, DiCaprio, whatever DiCaprio, and his stunt double best friend Cliff Booth, and they they live next door in Hollywood. They live next door to uh, Roman Polanski and Sharon Tate right in 1969. And that's all you need to know. It's about, what would you say? It's about like six months to a year build up to the Manson murders. Six months. Yes. Six months. So, and I think we talked about this last time. Um, From what I've read, the, the character of uh, Dalton is loosely based on Burt Reynolds. Yes, I agree with that. At one point, Burt Reynolds was supposed to appear in the movie as um, uh, the owner of the ranch where the Manson family hung out. But he died before he was able to complete that, and Bruce Stern took Uh, his role. Interesting, I didn't know that. Which is yeah. kind of cool, so, right? Did you, uh, did you? And there's a cut scene. I don't mean to interrupt. Where actually, uh, a character, an actor, plays Burt Reynolds, and he's selling a cigarette brand. Oh. And that's in a cut scene, and the actor is James oh. Marsden. How's he? How's he look as, as Burt Reynolds. Reynolds? He's not a great. You know who would have been a better Burt Reynolds? Who's Mr. Burt Reynolds on Saturday Night Live? Oh, uh, um, Norm MacDonald. There. They should have had Norm MacDonald because Norm MacDonald does a killer Burt Reynolds. Especially when he's wearing a sombrero. Um, Yep. I know you were not not a fan of Lena Dunham, but what did you think of her on the ranch? Care less. She had such a throwaway role, it could have been anybody. I'm a huge fan of El Pacino, and he did not get did enough not. screen time. No. Not at all. Kind of ridiculous what they did with uh, him. 
I mean, you know, he didn't need that. He didn't no, need to do that I mean, at all. How much of the stuff that he did do you think never made it? I don't know. I don't know. He had, uh, and there's no cut scenes with him in it. There's this this long drawn out scene of um, Rick Dalton with the director of the um, the Lancers TV show as they're talking about his character as a villain. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. So, and that's pretty interesting to just watch those two talking, but it never, it didn't make the whole cut. Um, there's a couple. There's a couple but, of scenes in this movie that I think really did it for me. That huge monologue that he does where he's got the the girl, the little girl who he had spoken to previously and she's like he's holding her hostage. That yes, that's so, great. Uh, you know, I kind of forgot I was watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I got really you thought you were yeah, watching I got really a TV sucked show. into it. And then, yeah. you know, and Luke Luke Perry in his last yep. role is in it. Which yep. is pretty and I thought cool. uh, Timothy Oliphant was pretty good. You don't see him getting a lot of big yep. stuff, but I thought he was good. It just, you know, it. Uh, and Kurt Russell. Yeah, Kurt Russell. <laughs> and his. And and they got this, you know, kind of what I guess ended up being a controversial scene of them kind of uh, play, painting the. Uh, that Bruce Lee was a bit of a, a ego See, head, I, kind of a g- goofy ego I didn't head. Really that. get that when I watched that, I just thought it was like, you know, I don't know. I I didn't. I just didn't. I wasn't. At, I didn't think it was bad. Did you? Yeah, I mean, they, they were kind of making fun of him, but you know what? I mean, I thought it was just, but like when he throws Bruce Lee into the car, you know, I didn't. That was an entire dream sequence anyway, right? No, that's the thing. Like, that's why I'm like, what's the big deal? This was like irrelevant. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's Tarantino. Oh my goodness. You know, you know, I'm sorry. I'm dropping another pop culture bomb. The director of Lancer, Sam Wanamaker, was played by Nicholas Hammond, the guy who did the Spider-Man TV show. Spider-Man TV show. I, I did not see it. There's a TV show in like the eight seventies called Spider-Man, and this oh, guy hilarious. was Spider-Man. I totally forgot. Um, it's very cool. Sorry. Yeah, I just love that Tarantino uses his movies to rewrite history. I think it's it's pretty good. Yeah. I don't mind that, especially because he always takes a big dump on the villain. Yeah, which is I mean, very good. Brad Pitt, I thought, was pretty damn good. Uh, yeah. For not really. But but you know what? He's it's a vintage yeah. Brad Pitt. I've seen that character out of him multiple well, he times now. He reminds. It's okay. It's a good. Comfortable... Yeah, he's very laid back. He's like he's in. He's like a hippie wannabe almost. Um, right. The scenes with him on the ranch were really. I thought they were very uncomfortable. Great. And it was really good. Yep. Um. Yeah, man. I mean, Margot Robbie. I thought for the limited role that she had right. in it, which again, I was like, why? Why did she not have more? She walks into the theater and watches a Mad Hell movie she's in, 
And my God, I remember that movie and I remember Sharon Tate in that movie. And I remember laughing at the same parts in that movie. That was such a nostalgia trip for me. Nah, I mean, the the movie was good. It's just, you know, it's like a B plus a minus sort of somewhere right in there. Yep. I'm right right in that area. So just to tap out real quick, because I'm not sure. I think you should watch it, but six. Forget it, man. I haven't even watched that mobster okay, movie yet me on neither, Netflix. And I'll tell you why. I do not. I do not want to watch it in chunks. I want to sit and wa- I want to watch, watch it all in one sitting. sitting and yeah. I don't have three and a half hours right now to watch it. When the holidays are right. around, I will finally get around to watching it. But so at any rate, um, Michael Bay has a new movie starring Ryan Reynolds called Six Underground. Uh, there's a lot of explosions. It's a lot of car crashing, a lot of helicopters, lots of gu- a lot of gunplay. Um, the premise is, is that they're trying to get this horrible dictator out. And the only way to do it is to create a coup. They're sort of like they're all declared dead and they're like running their own thing. It's kind of like the A-team. It's the best way to describe it. Um, okay. It just. That has some really good actors in it. I just, I don't know if it was supposed to be so over the top. I mean, even Ryan Reynolds said it's Michael Bay's most Michael Bay movie ever. Uh, It's totally left open for a sequel. I'm sure it'll do well, but um, I found myself sort of zoning out at times because it was like there were a lot of, Flash forwards, flashbacks, flash forward, flashbacks to try to fill in these plot holes throughout the film that it made it somewhat confusing as to what was present day. Um, and then even when they right. say, OK, and now you're all caught up, they would do something and then they would flash back again. So it was a little hard to follow. But if you really like a popcorn film with a lot of explosions and gunplay and sex and more explosions and car crashes and, you know, high octane thrills and fun, then give it a, give it a shot, but set your expectations at a medium. That's all I'll say about that. So, okay. And just a reminder that December 24th, uh, (laughs) his Christmas Eve, just, you know, Thanks for the reminder. Wait a minute. Let me make a note of that. No, just I, no. Thanks. I just want right. to. I I got to. I got to. I got to. No, no, no. I got to <laughs> check my math on this because I don't want to get it. I don't want to get it wrong. Um, just to just to make sure. So December twenty fourth will be the thirty. Let me see. Is it thirty? Yeah, thirty first anniversary of the Nakatomi Towers. Uh, terrorist act. Just wanted to thirty first. Who cares? Know. Are you kidding to, me? Dude, that was a lot of work my, for that. There was no to my payoff there. Party and I wore a Nakatomi nineteen eighty eight. Uh, uh, no, it was ugly a shirt, sweater. But it's great. It's like hot. It's like Nakatomi Christmas party nineteen eighty eight. It's the greatest thing ever. Everyone was like, I can't believe you're wearing that. So. <laughs> We didn't no, get thrown no, out or anything. But we will always remember. All right, good. Die Hard is a Christmas. 
31st, 31st. That's like, you know, Batman celebrating, cel- Bat- Detective Connor celebrating its 80th anniversary this year. I mean, is that really an anniversary you have to celebrate? All I'm s- Don't you do like 75 and 100 and I say 50? this every year. I will you know I mean? say this every year and I will say it again. Die Hard is the best Christmas movie of all time. <laughs> it. Okay. I'm putting it out there. I'm sure people who watch It's a Wonderful Life every year might have a complaint nope. with that, but whatever. Nope, I disagree. <sighs> so, Fair all enough. Right. You got anything else? All right. We'll, we'll likely rejoin you all after the holidays. So, yes. In the spirit of that, in the spirit of that, thank, thank you. you for listening. Have a Merry Christmas or Happy Hanukkah. Thank you for thank co-hosting. You for co-hosting on your couch with your wireless headset. Damn, this is okay. living. I'm sitting here, you know, smoking a cigar, just watching the football Got game and yapping to you. That my fake yep. fireplace is going. Doesn't get any so, better happy than this. Happy New Year. We'll catch you all in t- we'll catch happy. you all in 2020. All right. Okay. Sounds good. See ya. See ya.